Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jazzcast Pros. Welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and this is the podcast helping you build healthy relationships while living with mental health conditions. You don't have to have a diagnosis. You can have a diagnosis. I do. And I utilize my experience. I utilize my many years of therapy. I utilize my training in mental health and wellness to help you build the healthy relationships that you need, not just with people, but with all things, food, money, the environment. Um, We are multifaceted people here, right? And so what does that mean? What does that look like? Thank you for listening to Healthy Illness, a part of JazzCast Pro's network. Please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, If you're getting something out of this, let me know. Leave a comment, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Check the show notes. I can be found, The Front Seat Life on Facebook and IG. And uh, our email is frontseatlife at gmail.com. Now, today we are continuing the conversation that uh, I started last week with Marie Cannon. Marie is the commissioner of Erie County's Department of Social Services and licensed social worker. She has spent her career helping people um, in, in really their times of need. And so I thought it would be great to have Marie on the show after she participated in a panel that I led for the Igniting Hope Conference here in Buffalo, New York, and we've just been having a great conversation. So here is part two of our interview. Um, Marie is just radically real and transparent in her desire to live and not die, right? So thank you for listening, and Marie, let's keep it going. Thank you for being here. You're story of self-care is incredible and really, I think, can help others transform their lives and realize that they need to put themselves first and not in a negative way, but in in a way that means we are pouring into ourselves so that we are able to be whole and also have something to give to other people. So I've been on this journey of taking care of myself and part of it, I'm be honest with you, <laughs> my husband is very disciplined. He was in the military. So he decided that he was going to eat better and get up and exercise. He got up every morning at five o'clock. And just did it. Oh, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and listen, he was he lost weight. Everybody was like, oh, you look so nice. You look, girl, I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah. jealous for real. I was like, <laughs> I'm eating salad and I lost two ounces. <laughs> But when I said what what it did at some point when I got past that, I was like, you're not going to have changes unless you make changes. So I so I started getting up. I'm not getting up at five o'clock because I was trying to do that. And I was like, what well, I'm up this early for? And then I got four, three hours, whatever. And then I said, do your own pace. But he did encourage me to do that. So I was riding my bike 20 and I did stupid stuff like I'm going to get on for 20 minutes. Then I was like, well, I'm on here for 20 minutes. I probably can do five more. 
Then every day I'd be like, okay, I'm only here for 20. So maybe I could do 10 more. And then I just said, of course, I told you I'm goal oriented. I was like, you going to what? You're going to do movement three, three times a week. That was my goal. I, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just moving. And, you know, because movement helps your, your mind, decreases your blood pressure, stress management, because stress will kill us. But, and I, I do believe, especially for, for Black folks in America, stress, we just deal, it is just the environment we're in because this environment that we're in is not loving, accepting of us. It is hostile to our psyche, it's hostile to our, it's just hostile. And then we have to learn how to not only survive, but to thrive in it. And so, you know, movement helps bring all of that down. I've been committed to that. And then I just, just started with, a, it's not a, well, it's a personal trainer, but it's usually like it's group training, like five people there when I show up. And I will tell you, I can tell the difference. You know, my knees stop hurting. I just feel better. Like one of the things I do is stress ball. You throw it down. Do you know how cathartic that is? Because I'm thinking about the stupid stuff I had to deal with. And I was like, you know, when I wanted to really punch you in your throat, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm throwing the ball <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to tell tell you all that, but that's the truth. We ain't say no names. That's just you know. Right, right. I didn't tell you who I was. I saw on this ball <laughs> the face. Um. So so Kelly, I will just tell you that's been my my journey. And if anything, if I could share, is that I we have to say that we're worthy of taking care of ourselves. I think that as women and as Black women. We're caretakers, we're protectors, like we're warriors. We we gonna get it done. But one of the things that we do often is we put ourselves last. We'll take care of the children, take care of our families, take care of it. Like we're gonna get it done. Like we are, we show up, it's gonna be done. We have to say, I am worthy, and this is this isn't a luxury. Taking care of myself isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. It's a necessity to keep my mind clear, keep my heart clear, keep my, you know, my strength, my vision clear, because you can't pour from an empty cup. And when I'm stressful and I've done too much, then I'm short, I'm nasty. I'm I'm just not myself and I'm not in this good space. So we have to give ourselves permission and nobody else can give that to us. We have to say, you know what? I am a priority. And so I make all my other decisions around the fact that I am a priority. And so when I'm looking at my schedule, I've even said to my assistant, so I go twice a week to this group training. This is the time you don't make any meetings for me past this time because I'm leaving out of here at this time. And then what I found is once you start to do that, people figure out how to work around you. I'm like, nope, not available Tuesday. Because I'm doing something at between five and six. So it is saying I'm worthy to make myself a priority. It is not a luxury. It is a necessity that I make myself a priority. And then it is saying that I'm going to figure out in my schedule, in my role, how to take care of myself. And it is for me, mind, body, and soul. And so I think incorporating those pieces, I didn't stress myself like, you know, like I got to do a hundred things. I said, these are the two things I'm going to do. And then it, it got added on and it got added on and it got added on. 
and I, I believe you have to do things to feed your soul. And yes, for me, it is prayer and it is scripture and it is fellowship with the saints of God. But it's also other things. Like I took a jewelry making class. Oh, I don't have it on. And I got this little bracelet that I made. I was, I am so proud of it. It literally is tarnishing. I am still wearing <laughs> this bracelet because I made it. <laughs> it falls off. I put it right back on. And I had asked people like my girlfriends, like, do you guys want to go to uh, this jewelry making class? Nobody can do it. Guess what? I went to the class by myself and I made this. And I'm so next time you see me, you were like, oh, that's the little piece you made. <laughs> And the little fake bees, the term, I, I, didn't, I don't care. And I went to, I love it. I did a wreath making class where you go and make wreaths. Mine look, mine look like the kind you put on like caskets. That's how bad it looks. <laughs> but you know what? It was for me. Yeah. It, it, believe it or not, like that fed my soul about being creative. And I am not artistic. I am not creative in the least bit, but it didn't even matter. I was putting those flowers on it. <laughs> And I brought it to work and hung it on my door, even though it looked like a wreath that goes on a casket. I love it. I was it. like, I don't care. That's been my journey. And it and it is a journey. So every day as I take time to challenge myself, because we have this self-talk, you know, and so I challenge my, my self-talk, you know, and I'm saying, nope, Marie, listen, you're worthy uh, of living well. I'm supposed to live. I'm supposed to live and not die. That's part of it. And I and I don't mean, I don't want to just survive. We have enough of that. I am like, so how do I thrive? And so, and what that thriving looks like is going to be very different for everybody. So I, I know you love Legos. Like I could never get my mind around it. I get two pieces and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so it is, it'll look differently for people, mm-hmm. but it is the basic is deciding you're worthy about it deciding that I'm going to do something about it. And it's self-love. So I, I see the taking care of myself is really a reflection and it is a worship to God that the temple that you put me in, that the life that, you, that you've, you're allowing me to live, that I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to live the best life that I can, whatever that looks like. For me, it's these, you know, doing, you know, jury making. For me, it was going back to school to get my doctorate degree because it was something I've always wanted to do. And I actually, believe it, I actually got accepted into a program when I was young, but part of, part of my, you know, sense of responsibility, my parents died when I, when I was young. And so I raised a brother and then I was like, I can't leave him. And then part of it was the fear of like, what if I fail? And so I missed that opportunity. So always in the back of my mind, I had regrets about that. And so when I had a chance to apply at UB and I was like, I'm going for it. So I am uh, right now, I have one more semester and I will be graduating with my doctorate in social work. And I'm going to tell you, May 18th. 2024, which is my birthday. I was like, yes. perfect. Get out of here. <laughs> that's now that's timing. Isn't that timing? It's those kinds of things. So, and what I've shared is that I don't want to get to the end of my life and, you know, and I'm, I'm getting ready to transition from here to, to see Jesus. Right. I don't want to have any regrets about what I didn't do. One, because I was afraid or two, because I didn't think I was worthy of it. And so, I, so now I'm, I am living life like, 
you know what? You want to do it, you know, and it is godly and it lines up. We're going to do it. You, you want to spend some time with your friends? We're going to do it. You, you want to buy you a, a nice, I don't know, coat, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. Like I am in such a different space around it. And, and for me, you know, it's not material, but there are some things that I've just never done. And I'm like, we're, we're going on vacation. We went on our first two week vacation, two weeks, best thing I could have ever done. I now I'm like, we're planning two weeks next year. That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It is just saying when my time is up, I'm going to, I am like, whatever the number of days that I have, I have lived it. I have lived it. I've done, I've done. And I, I see my work honestly as ministry and I see do as a, a moral responsibility to do it well. Listen, you, I'm gonna walk off this job, and and people that know my work are going to they're going to say she gave everything that she could give to do this well. That's what I want my legacy to be. She lived well. She lived well. There was this article I read a while ago. It might have been before I started in this position, but it said that black women are the shield and the sword. And the the article was basically saying we get used to be the sword, to set things straight, to chop it all up, to make it right. But then when things turn, then you use us as your shield to block you from everything you actually should be responsible for. And we play this dual role. We, we were brought in the spaces to set things straight. And then when they get too hot, you then use us as the scapegoat and say, well, they were the sword. So, and then we're stuck and caught. So I thought about that initially, but as you were talking about radical self-care and being transparent in your story and just talking, it's like, this is, this is how we protect ourselves. We protect ourselves in this self-care way so that when others decide to put us in a box, we are protected so that we will only be and show up as ourselves. I'm not your sword. I'm not your shield. I am Kelly Marie. Yes. And I'm going to come here and be the trouble because yes. that is the role that I accepted. And right. when I'm done, I'm going to leave. Right. And Amen to that. <laughs> you, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I love I love the, that language. And I, that is such a real depiction of what happens. The sword and the shield. You're right. We're, yes. That's exactly what what happens. All and that hit, I was like the time. So when you started putting together your your self care plan, as I'm, I'll call it, what were you started saying no and setting those boundaries? Um, what were some of the reactions you got when you started implementing this the self care plan, and how did you respond to it? <laughs> yes, because. If we've been in a pattern of saying yes and showing up everywhere and responding, you know, people, I honestly, people were just a, a little taken aback. And I will tell you, I, I started even with my own church and I was like, listen, I'm not going to be available as much as I've been available. One, my work is heavy. And they kind of understood that. And then two, once I started this doctoral program, I'm like, this is a lot of work and I am not going to squander this opportunity that I have. So when they would ask, could I do something? No, I can't. If you want me to do something, I can only do it four months out on this date. I think people were a little taken aback because they're so used to you. They were so used to me just getting up and doing it. Like, I'm just going to get up and do it. 
And even at work, as I leave out at 4.30 twice a week, sometimes I feel like they're like, hmm. And I was like, whatever. When I got to the point of being able to say no is a full sentence is when I knew I had really got to setting boundaries. Because as I was working towards it, I would say no, but I would give a reason. And I'm like, okay, I can't do it this day, but I could make. So I was still trying to figure it out. And then when I got to this place of like, no, and just stop talking, then people just walked away. (laughs) You know, like you say no, and I'm not saying anything else. They're like, oh, okay. So they have to adjust and you have to be comfortable with waiting for people to adjust. Uh, you know, cause now they're like, oh, you're, you're doing all of this. Now you just can't do it. No, I can't. Cause I don't have the time to do it. And now I'm like, listen, what you got was all you going to get. So <laughs> <laughs> figure it out for somebody else. You got to be comfortable with it too. And it took me some time to get there. Uh, as I said, you know, I, I gave you all, gave all the reasons. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't even say that. I'm like, no, I can't. That's the end of the story. And people will still kind of wait or, and they will still ask. Like, like I hadn't said anything, like I hadn't just said no, but couching it in this language gave people like, I don't know if she really saying no or what, but when you get to clarity around no, they adjust. I think at the end of the day, as much as we might be uncomfortable with it ourselves and other people are, that they will adjust. If it's something I really need to know, then just call me because I'm not going to check my emails because there were times I checked my email. There were times that... I've been on vacation just for a week with me and my husband and I took three meetings and I'm like, that's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to y'all. This time I was like, I'm not checking my email. You call me. And when you teach people how to treat you, that now they know your boundaries, they will go the extra step themselves. And one of the things my staff did is that some things that were like really serious, they didn't even email me. They held it till they, when they knew I got back. Because they said, just in case if you're, if because they, they know that I'm checking my emails. They're like, just in case if you were going to check your emails, we didn't want this to disturb you. Like, so one, I was grateful for that. But the two is that I, I had learned to have people teach them how to treat me. And that's what we do with boundaries. And when we treat ourselves bad, people follow suit. And they don't mean, and I don't, I don't believe is vindictive or uh, intentional, but how we, how we show up. And and I say, I treat myself bad and I, and I, I call it being disrespectful to the God in me. When I don't take care of myself, people think they can disrespect me as well. There's always this set of people who are going to do it anyways, because, you know, habitual line steppers. Right. Yeah. I I like that. (laughs) But it is, it's teaching people how really how to, how to treat you. Thank you for that. Yeah, one of the things I did in emails was I stopped saying, please let me know if you have any questions. Mm. I don't in- include that in my emails anymore. I don't want to know if you, I said what I said. <laughs> right. Thanks. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So if, if you is- have questions, you'll ask, but I'm not about to offer that <laughs> the door is still open. Right. No, I'm good. Oh, I like that. Oh, I'm going to do that too. So let's, <laughs> this whole journey, like I got some stuff because people said it and did it. Well, she can do it. I can do it too. You know, you can do so. it, and you did it. I know. And, and then you're teaching others, right? Like, oh, I could. Well, I don't. I won't take two weeks, but I'll, t- I'll take a week because I've only taken a day. 
like you, you've got to be able to, to take the time, whatever that time is. I see people with like hundreds of hundreds of hours of time. I'm like, why, why? is you working every day? Like why? The I, time I, is for you. Right. And I, I not have, like sick time, but like vacation, your, like your vacation, your personal time. No, you, you're right. I have hundreds of hours of vacation and probably a thousand hours in sick. And I have not been there that long. I'm at one, I, one, I don't get sick. Thank God. But I, I've learned why am I holding all of this? Something happened to me. Girl, is this what I learned? Listen, I am not indispensable. And listen, I get ran over by the bus, you know, tomorrow they, they'll be like, Oh, she did a great job. But okay. We posting her job today. Like, yeah, that, that's real. The work continues. Cause it's going to continue. The work continues and it's not even, it's not disrespectful. It's not nope. like, oh, because I mean, oh, y'all going to miss me when I go, but the work still continues. Yes. It's still going to go on. Absolutely. And then a couple months they'd be like, what was her name? You know, the one. <laughs> the one that be giving the looks when we in the Zoom meetings. Right. right. <laughs> Got no Mary, no Marsha. <laughs> well, that's why it, that's why it's our responsibility to live our lives the best life that we can live you know and it's not easy you know we we everybody got something that's that's what i know everybody got something everybody either been through something going through something or going to go through that's life life's us that's part of it but it is how we is how we show up in it and how we respond and how we say nope you know what i'm going to live I'm going to, I'm going to be all that I'm going to be with, you know, with, with everything that I am, my quirkiness, my, but I'm going to show up. And as I started, I'm going to show up unapologetically female. Cause that's who I am. And I'm showing up unapologetically black. Cause that's who I am. And I'm just showing up apologetically, unapologetically smart. Cause that's who I am unapologetically. So that's where I'm in my life, you know, and I don't know if it has to do with age <laughs> You know, when people get older, you're like, boy, they say whatever they want to say. Don't care. No no filter. I'm on the cusp of that. <laughs> the gift that we have in life, for life, that we're here, regardless of what we've been through, because many of us, many of us, if we really told our full stories, I mean, full stories, many of us would, would be saying it is only because of the grace of God, because what I've seen, what I've been through, and sometimes what I've done. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And that's and, real. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I say, since I'm still here, then I got a responsibility to live well. Make it good. Make it good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every minute. Make yep. it good. Make it good. Whistle and walk away. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh man, this is so good. Everything you said was necessary to be said and heard and talking about the mind, body, and soul, all the pieces, what it looks like, how you knew and saying no and setting boundaries and like real life stuff. And I mean, cause life, life's that's, that's what it do. Yes. That's what it do. And if you ain't been through it, then something ain't right. That cause life, life's right. Like, it's going to be grief. It's going to be loss. Yes. It's going to yes. be hurt. It's going to be pain. Yes. But we find the joy. We find the happiness. Yes. We take the two weeks. We tell people, no, we, right. we got to give some of that back. Yeah, that is so true. 
any closing thoughts, anything that you feel like somebody still needs to hear or, I mean, everything you said was so good. And so I took down notes. I can put it in the show notes and I'm going to find the book and put the link to the book in the show notes too. The social worker was social work and you was doing it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to start calling you Dr. Cannon every time I see you. Oh, Dr. Cannon. They're going to be like, she finished. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Right. Oh, a, a doctor, yes, Dr. Cannon. I can't wait. Girl, listen, I said, everybody going to call me Dr. Cannon at least once. Yeah. Thank you, Marie, so much for just sharing with me and with us and keeping it real. If you are looking for places to go, someone to speak to, if you're trying to, you know, learn to build boundaries and don't know where to find a therapist or don't know what resources are in your community to be able to help you live a healthier lifestyle, try dialing 211 on your phone or in your browser. It is the um, United Ways National or Nationwide here in the U.S. support system that allows you to, to find resources in your community. If you need to talk to someone right now, if you are thinking of harming yourself or taking your life, if you are tired and don't see a way forward, like I have been in the past, just feel like you can't function. If you don't know where to go and you you feel yourself settling into and being in a, a dark space, please dial 988. There are trained professionals that answer the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week to guide you through this moment. You are not alone. Help is available and this will not always last. So until the next time, I encourage you to be the light, be the light for yourself and be the light for others, because we never know when someone will need a light when they are in a dark place.